New year, new segment. This is the Angry Birds Bird Minute, sponsored by Angry Birds for their 15th anniversary, where we tell you about a cool bird, which may or may not be angry. This week's bird is the kiwi, a flightless New Zealand native with a big sense of smell and an even bigger egg. Kiwi are about the size of a chicken, but that's where the similarity ends. This pear-shaped bird has tiny wings hidden under hair-like fuzzy brown feathers. The kiwi fruit was named after the bird because of their shared appearance. The nostrils at the end of their long bill help them to detect bugs, amphibians, fruit, eels, and basically anything else they can fit in their mouths. Compared to their body, kiwi have the largest eggs of any bird, taking up just under a quarter of the adult bird's size. But are they angry? Kiwi can be extremely territorial, using their razor-sharp claws to drive other kiwi away from their established patches of land, often letting out shrieking calls as they charge. On a scale of one to angry, we rate the kiwi as angry. This is Wild Green Streams for Ecological Fiends. I'm Rhett. I'm Io. I'm Curtis. And today our guest is science communicator, Lindsay Nicole. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Explain a little more about what you do. Yeah, so I really liked what I was learning in my zoology classes in college. And when I graduated, it was 2020, mid-pandemic. And I was like, I need to do something with the information in my head. And I just started throwing it on TikTok and liked it a lot more than I thought I would. And so now I just, you know, look up cool stuff about animals and make videos about it, hoping that I can make it a bit more easy to learn than a research paper. And what was the post that sort of blew up for you and put you on the TikTok map? That's a good question. There was actually one that like I was getting maybe like 300 views for the first couple of weeks. And then I made this video about tiny cat species, four of them. I want to say it was the sand cat, the palace cat, rusty spotted cat, which is oh, like yeah. two pounds. Oh yeah. And the black footed cat. And it got a million views in a couple of days. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but I actually ended up taking it down because there were so many comments of people like, where can I buy these? Mm. And I wasn't yeah. really familiar with that side mm -hmm. of the internet yet. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> like I don't want to contribute to the exotic pet trade. And so I took it down. That is very relatable. I was playing a D&D campaign recently where I was playing a tabaxi, which is like a cat character based on a serval. And I was looking at pictures for servals and I'm like, too many of these pictures are in people's houses. Like stop having yeah. servals as pets. Please, like they are small, but like they are not, they're, they're not house cats. Yeah. yeah, I've worked with servals in a sanctuary setting. Like I can't <laughs> imagine having them in your house. Yeah, you did a couple like internships and stuff you had said with big cats. Well, I guess servals are small cats. All wild uh, cats. <laughs> wild cats. There we go. Yeah. Go team. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad that joke landed. I was like, this is going to be a risk, but we're going to take it anyway. Oh, I, it just landed. I got it. <laughs> there we go. You know what? We got there eventually, and that's all that matters. It's been a hot minute since I've seen any of those movies. We're, we're bringing which, it I mean, back. when they premiered. <laughs> but so, uh, so you say you work with servals. What were some of the other cats that you worked with? And did you have a favorite either in terms of an individual or like a particular species where they were either like 
very fun or very cool or like very wacky that you're like, oh, this is like very interesting. Yeah, totally. So I've worked with a ton of wildcat species. I'm going to try and go biggest to smallest. (laughs) Tigers, lions, cougars, leopards, cheetahs, bobcats, servals, medium-sized cats too. Yeah. Um, A lot of them. I would probably say that my favorite to work with were cheetahs. In particular, there was one that I worked with in Namibia named Koya, who I ended up naming my cat after. And I have a tattoo of him. I'll show you right here. Oh, Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. He was so feisty. And I guess when I first worked with cheetahs, I had never heard them because I didn't really like, you know, there was no other time I, I spent around them. They don't roar because they're not big cats they're not in the genus panthera um they don't have the ability to roar so they chirp they meow they hiss they spit i've been spit at by multiple cheetahs and i just thought that personality was so fun and i got to know so many different personalities and so they're definitely my favorite another cat that i can't believe people have in their homes you know yeah 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 i would say cheetahs I also like tigers because they can actually kind of like say hello to you. They do this thing called chuffing, which is like, you can like repeat it. It's like, like that. And they do that when they're really happy and they're happy to see you. So you walk in and you know, like you're, you're coming up to the enclosure and they're just doing that over and over again and you're doing it back to them and it just keeps going. And it's just the cutest thing ever. Oh, that's so fun. I love that. It's like if someone says something funny in like they mispronounce a word and you just say it and then they just say it back and just back and back and back and back and back. back. Yes, (laughs) totally. I find so many animals don't sound like what you think they're going to sound like. Mm -hmm. I just saw a video about cheetahs and koalas specifically. Somebody on TikTok was just talking about animals, that exact thing, animals that don't sound like uh, they sound what you'd think. And yeah, koalas are just like, what? <laughs> There's a lot of screaming that goes on in the, in the animal world. They sound like a human imitating a gorilla, but with like a voice distorting mic that makes them <laughs> their voice even deeper, but also really angry. It's not what you'd expect. <laughs> that is so specific, but also very on point. <laughs> yeah, like I can hear it in my mind of like, I know, yeah, a human imitating a gorilla, but like with voice disordered. It's very evocative. So Lindsay, the question on everyone's mind is, does dropping cool sea creature facts in the club actually work as a form of flirting? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not a joke. It actually works. <laughs> That's, um, I mean, Take like, notes, I, everybody. If you weren't taking notes already, which you should have been, done your homework and watched all of Lindsay's videos before listening to this podcast. But just in case you weren't taking notes or maybe your pen ran out of ink, we'll get another one, come back, get a fresh piece of paper. Yes, exactly. I will say it works better when you don't start with that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> gotta, lead, gotta lead your way out. You gotta lead into, yeah. It, it can be a bit jarring if you start with it, but there have been a couple nights where I had a bit too much to drink and I just ran up to someone and said something like that. And it was so stupid and it definitely didn't work. <laughs> you, you have to build up to it. Like, oh, you like sharks? Oh, that's so cool. I heard this cool thing the other day. There you go. So you so. have to act like a regular human still, but it's a good yes. thing to pull out once you know. I have to pretend I'm not just like 25 animal facts in a trench coat. 
walking around <laughs> and like we're just adding more like the trench coat is like it's all weird and lumpy in places just because i keep shoving more facts in there it's like you should just get a bigger trench coat and i'm like we can't we can't oh, no. yeah we can't we'll just even it out with more facts yeah exactly that will make it work yes evenly distributed you'll have your like really quick fact here and there that won't take up as much space and then you'll have your super elaborate facts yeah, yeah, there's the, there's like the one sentence facts and then the you didn't realize you were about to get a 40 minute lecture for free about this fact. Yes. Those, those are no stored in, in the center. Yeah. yeah. There is yeah. no in between. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes because a lot of my friends and people that I know are like wildlife people. So sometimes I forget that like my base level wildlife knowledge is not everyone's base level wildlife knowledge so then i start saying i'll say something that to me is just like a casual thing and someone's like wait an animals do what and then you're just like mind is blown oh my god yes I was, like, that I was trying to identify a shrimp and i was like these ones have a longer rostrum and my coworker is just like no i'm like yeah yeah no <laughs> <laughs> that happens to me a lot like during the phases of research when i'm trying to explain to a friend why i'm so frustrated and i'm like they're talking about you know this and blah 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 and they you could just see their face go blank and it's like all right i might as well just talk to the wall because you're gone and that's fine <laughs> especially when you get deep into it like when you are so into trying to answer a question you're like reading research papers about it you're like we are so far gone and like yeah. research papers are just like not incomprehensible so that's why we do what we do and you do what you do so people don't have to go through the research papers they can just watch your videos and get the exact same information in a much exactly. funnier shorter package thank you yes <laughs> that's what i hope for but it has ruined me a bit because there have been a couple books that i've been trying to finish reading about stuff that i'm not qualified to make videos about like origin of life and consciousness and stuff and i read so many papers all day that at the end of the day i'm like i don't i don't want to see another word for the rest of the night like i'm just going to put on a tv show and yeah i just i want to find more time to like read for pleasure or whatever yeah. <laughs> because that doesn't exist for me anymore yeah and so you're doing this full time now is that you're trying to have education and like outreach kind of be your main career goal yeah so i've been doing this full time since october but before that i was teaching so i was still teaching just in a in a classroom setting at this private school private academy and so it was cool while i was teaching because i would kind of like test out what i was going to make into a short video in the afternoon on my students and see how they reacted to it and generally the ones that they you know liked a lot ended up doing really well so it was fun to have them to test things out on but i decided to do full time when i wanted to switch to youtube because i was just doing TikTok and instagram for a bit and youtube i mean it just requires an enormous amount of time and i made the switch and it ended up working out really well and i really enjoy you know working for myself and making these videos is so fun like i would not have it any other way right now so what's something you've learned while researching a video that blew your mind that was just what i was about to ask oh man so many things okay i was researching bristle worms these types of polychaete segmented worms and one paper just glossed over this species called the green spoon worm i can't remember the scientific name but they talked about their reproductive or life history and 
they essentially start off as this little speck that is not male or female until they settle in the sediment or elsewhere. Like they're just in the water column as this little speck. If they land on the sediment, they become a female, but the female will pump out these pheromones to lure in the other specks. And if one of those specks lands on her, it becomes a male. And they just glossed over this in the paper. And I was like, what? And it ended up becoming its own video because I, I just couldn't believe that I learned something that cool, you know, and so separate from what I was already reading about in a paper. That's probably the number one thing. This sounds extremely niche that we have a response to this, but polychaete worms are so crazy. We were just talking about in our chat that some some species, at least, they go to reproduce and they just freaking explode like they turn into dust it looks like it's like in marvel yeah, when they the Thanos, Thanos, Thanos snap, snaps and, and they then just they all disappear that's exactly what these things do it's insane they're so gnarly and they're just one example of how diverse reproduction is on this planet and it just it just makes you think about like what else do we not know about because there's plenty of species yeah. that we have described but <clears throat> we don't know anything about their reproductive habits and it's it's just crazy and epitoki in particular is kind of like weird to me because there's a couple different ways that it happens but it seems like they just use the same word to describe it like hmm. in one way it's you know the the little segment kind of exploding like you were talking about but then in some species it looks like little clones that just butt off their tail end and then Ooh. kind of pop off interesting so, it's so weird and it's like that's just in one you know group of worms right <laughs> worms are so weird there's there's just too many animals to possibly ever know everything which is yeah. crazy yeah but is. but i'm gonna try yes <laughs> we're sure gonna try we still got pockets in this trench coat we are gonna be shoving facts <laughs> in there until we can't possibly anymore we can sew on some more fabric we're good exactly like i got a sewing machine we got like i can steal a cloth napkin from next door at the restaurant and like we can just do it right here right now I yes. literally carries facts around with them. Yeah. <laughs> I like pull them out. It's like they're like fortune cookie pieces of paper. They just like spill out. There's this go down rabbit hole sometimes where I think of like, okay, the species that we know about and then like our collection methods are biased towards catching some species. And I'm like, they don't even take into account other organisms, but probably because we don't even know what the other organisms are or there's some like a lot of deep, deep sea marine ecosystems i'm just like fascinated by because we know so little i'm like we know that like greenland sharks exist do we know like how they reproduce like not necessarily or like we've seen giant squids like only two or three times and it's like crazy how little we know about them that they're just so much more to discover and learn yeah i, I love looking at it that way like there's so much more to learn because so many people are scared by the fact that we don't know like a lot about the deep ocean or whatever, but we get to live at the time that we're going to learn about it. And our perception of the entire world is going to change during our lifetime because of how fast technology is advancing. I mean, you know, that's not good in some ways, but in terms of discovering things, it's so cool. And we just get to watch it unfold. Considering the number of iterations I have seen of Spinosaurus just in my lifetime, right. I'm just like, what else <laughs> is coming down? Like, we have no idea. And I'm just like, I can't wait for like, whenever the new Spinosaurus drama is that like drops next week. I'm like, I am 
so excited to like yes because i know some people are like oh it doesn't look like it was when i was a kid i'm like no we, we're like actually learning more about these things and it's more accurate so our understanding of the past is more accurate it's just so fun right find to find so out that you were wrong are. about something means that you just learned something new which is cool exactly yeah. yeah i find it so funny when people phrase it like it's not like what it used to be i was like it it always was that <laughs> we're, yeah. we're, we're just learning. <laughs> It was like that whether you knew it or not, and we just didn't know it yet, and then... No, it is like what it used to be. Yeah, <laughs> that we know of. Yeah, as far as we can tell. <laughs> so that, that far. Catch, right? <laughs> right. David Attenborough voice, for now. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever played the video game Spore? I've heard of it, and I've been wanting to play it. Oh, it's like from 2008. They never like followed it up and like made a better version, which is like unfortunate because it's like, made in 2008 so it like is a little clunky to like run now but the way that it starts is with the idea of panspermia where like a meteorite crashes into this planet and there was like life on it and like it was like the perfect perfect like cocktail to learn about it and you like you know become a creature or you start as a cell and then you evolve into a creature and then you become a tribe and a civilization and go to space which like probably I mean, I already liked animals and science when I was a kid, but like that probably just like jump started it. But like when someone described that to me, I was like, oh, just like in this video game, I like, but like the the people who created the video game probably knew about this concept and but me, little young me like didn't know about it. But I was like, oh, that's like a fun way that I like learned something without even realizing that I had learned it, which is like kind of at least what we try to do with the memes that we have in our group it's like this is going to be a funny joke but like you're going to learn and you didn't even know it yet so right. like sneaky that reminds me of when people are like this caterpillar looks like a pokemon and it's like well where do you think they got the idea <laughs> 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 it was a thing before a gaming company was like we could apply this concept to something fictional nature clearly <laughs> ripped off a pokemon which came first the pokemon or the caterpillar it's a good question. The world may never know. It really <laughs> makes you think. No one's asking these hard questions. <laughs> so another question we had, just because your videos about them are very humorous, was how often people DM you asking for bug ID? Because it definitely happens to me, but it's like my aunt in another state where I don't know any of the insects or spiders will just be like, is this poisonous? It happens too much. <laughs> like, it happens... <laughs> all the time and sometimes they're sent to my management email and so my manager is like <laughs> what what is this lindsay because now she's interested it's funny because like i mean i'm really not i'm not well versed in bugs in mm -hmm. insects it just you know like if somebody sends me something really interesting it's either i just already happen to know about it or I have to do this whole Google search to figure out what it is. Yeah, it, it happens a lot. And I do like making videos about that because I think it's fun, you know? And some, I've had some comments, people like, no way people are asking you to identify bugs. You're making this up. <laughs> it's like, you I wish I was, I'm really not. Literally, I <laughs> wish I so was making this up. <laughs> it, it became so frequent in the Wild Green Memes group that we, made a no id request rule yet they still pour in so believe me how real it is to be constantly inundated with random people across the world providing <laughs> no additional context other than 
What is that? The blessing and the curse, the mantle that you have to bear if you have any kind of wildlife knowledge is every single person who knows you, who knows that you know about animals is going to ask you about some other animal, even if you have no idea. Mm -hmm. Like I know a good bit about plants and about animals um, and, you know, People ask me a lot about insects because I know a decent amount about it, I like to think. But people will be like, what mushroom is this? And I'm like, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> or right. they send like the most out of focus, poorly lit, blurry photo. And they're like, what is this? And I'm like, I don't know what state you're in. I don't yeah. know what country you're in right now. Like if you could provide a little bit of context, like maybe even some habitat would be even better. But just like, uh I get that with snakes a lot. I think because people are kind of scared to get close and because they move a lot and they move really quickly. So the photos that I get from friends and family are usually about the worst I could possibly imagine. <laughs> or when people, they don't even have a picture. They just text you like, I saw a large bird. Do you know what it is? And I'm like, do you have anything else to go off of? Yeah. At the same time, I am glad to be known as a person who has wildlife knowledge. Like, I'm glad that this is the the reputation or the aura that I put out, even if sometimes I'm like, this is like, you could have taken this in a dark cave with like a bag over your phone and like, it would have been the same thing and I couldn't tell. But I'm like, at least you thought of me. There was some TikTok right. that Hank Green made. Someone asked him, how do you know so much about so many different kinds of science? And he said, I don't know anything about any of this science. I just Google it before I make the video. <laughs> yeah, he's really, he's really good at Googling. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. I don't I don't know. Like, I, I'm really happy that people know me as somebody who who knows all this stuff. The amount of worms, though, I know some people probably are like, you know, that worm girl on TikTok, <laughs> that worm girl on YouTube. And that I'm not really comfortable with, <laughs> but I'm still going to keep making the worm videos because people like them. <laughs> and also there's just so many of them. Like, there's a lot of them. A lot of there's different lot of kinds of worms, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like they were like, this body plan works. And I'm like, yes. you're not wrong. Yeah, we all talk about crabs. Nobody's talking about worms and trees enough. Aren't there like 12 different phyla of worms? At least. Yes, probably. Something and like that. And then like, if we want to get a little out there, like vertebrate equivalents of worms or like convergent snakes. It's like, like, it's like all over the place. Like yeah. fish mm -hmm. alone, it's like 90% of the stuff that it's like, that looks like an eel. Well, it's not. <laughs> It's yeah like, worm is superior to crab and tree is superior to worm that's long, my take. long tube no leg is actually peak physical performance like you that is the like ideal it. body form. yeah this is the yes. ideal body type long skinny tube with no legs no arms we just need a mammal with no legs no arms yeah i'm like, trying to like, think about that worm on a string well Why isn't there one <laughs> that's really interesting i mean whales have they got they got flippers some like moles and shrews are very well weasels are kind of they got kind of. they're kind of long i guess that's, that's a stretch and we both know it's a it. stretch <laughs> yeah i feel like weasels are i feel like this is the closest we've gotten this is this whale from the eocene or something that yeah or it's just like they're just like a very very long whale that's I mean, it's still got hind limbs, which whales don't have. So I guess it's not quite worm yet. But yeah, some sort of like ferret without limbs would be hilarious. And, you know, <laughs> speaking of exotic pet trade, that would be so popular. Or like if they're in the water, like otters are like 
kind of close. They do still have yeah, legs, though. That. So, like, maybe yeah. in, like, a couple hundred thousand years, we'll have otters that have no legs, and then we will have achieved peak mammal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is something that's going to keep me up at night. Yeah. Feather boas. Feather boas. Feather boas. <laughs> but it's an actual bird. I guess maybe if you had, like, a really long-necked bird, bird that was mostly neck. Does all neck. <laughs> just like a, it's just, just neck. Like a very flexible egret. <laughs> yeah <laughs> or green herons when they like are scrunched down are really small yeah. but then they stretch their neck out it's like how did you have so much neck it's packed down in your tiny body yeah birds kind of freak me out really yeah they are dinosaurs they are dinosaurs and they definitely to me look like dinosaurs sometimes you know what's the most <laughs> obvious dinosaur bird crossover is any baby bird like yeah. it's just really yeah. apparent that that thing is still a dinosaur when you look at the babies. Yes. Yeah. I think I saw it way back on like some Tumblr post where it was a photo of a baby heron that was like not quite a chick. It was like halfway to being an adult, but like still didn't have all its feathers. So you could see its weird dinosaur body. And someone was like, if you're wondering what happened to the dinosaurs, this is it. And someone was like, this baby blue heron killed the dinosaurs. (laughs) 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 Which knowing blue herons, maybe they did. They would if they could. They would if they could. I'll support that. So Lindsay, if people want to see your stuff, where do they go? You can go to TikTok at Lindsay Nicole, YouTube, same thing at Lindsay Nicole, Instagram, Lindsay underscore Nicole, because they wouldn't give me Lindsay Nicole. Oh, man. Um, (laughs) I also have a coloring book, two coloring books, one with deep sea specimens and one with spooky specimens on Amazon. You can check out in my link tree, which is at all of my accounts. I also have Patreon at Lindsay Nicole as well. We'll link to all those things in the description of this podcast episode. Until next time, thanks for listening. You can find Wild Green Memes' Patreon at patreon.com slash wildgreenmemes. We give out merch every month, and also we'll put your name on the end of the podcast when you sign up. Maybe the merch will be a fortune cookie with facts in it. You never know. Maybe it's a good idea. Until next time, I'm Rhett. I'm Ayo. I'm Curtis. I'm Lindsay. And happy Year of the Raccoon.